Hello. Hello, Merlin. How are you? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? Doing pretty good. It's Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. That's right. It's our day. Moving windows, closing windows, and here I am. Do, do the I, don't have, I don't have that that much today. I've got some things, but not many things. Okay. Well, is today the right day to do those? Today is the day. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We've been, how long ago did we get that note? Let's find out. Social media. It's been a couple of years. Good, good year. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. I, uh, I redacted the, uh, the listener's name. Um, no, I'm just curious. I'm just killing time. Oh, oh. Uh, that was received January 30th. So what we're talking about is a note we got a long time ago that we keep meaning to answer. That's not that. that. Will- I mean, let's be honest. That's not mm. that long ago. Yeah, but it's like eight episodes. <laughs> is it, have we, is yeah, it? I guess we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, doing something Beatles related for another show that I do, and one of my co-hosts was saying, "Man, can you believe they did all of that?" You know, the the main the meat of the Beatles public and especially like U.S. career took place over about seven years. Okay, that's almost as long years. as we've been doing the show. That's what I said. Uh huh. <laughs> the Beatles did everything that they did in the time we've done this podcast. <laughs> I I feel like uh, our We're body of work is comparable. I mean, to pretty the- soon we'll be performing on a roof. <laughs> You mean, you mean we're not right now? Addiction <laughs> with my Japanese girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. She got a bad rap. I didn't realize what a bad rap she got. Yeah. Yeah. Seems you know. like a nice lady. Well, yeah. I don't know if I want to sit next to her on a plane. Flashlight. I, I bet or? she's very wise. Yeah. Very wise. Um, let's see. You have stuff to promote. I have stuff to promote. Um, well, it's not I a, want to exactly mention. a promotion, but I just a couple things I wanted to, to mention if we can. If we can squeeze oh. it in. Jeez. Mm. What'd I do wrong? <laughs> I'm your show. Yeah. You want yeah. me to go back to the text you sent me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, big shot. Uh, hey, digga, digga, digga. <laughs> you guys, uh, it's kind of last minute, but uh, Ungainly X-Man meetup number 21 is happening on Thursday. Let me get a browser window open. Everything is falling apart here. It's rainy and everything's a mess. You lose internet, um, or is it solid? No, my internet has been rock solid. I use the Eero uh, router, and mm. uh, I, I'm now on IPv6. I don't know what that means, but apparently it's better. Yeah, it's much better. It's the is future. It, is that, did I do the right thing with that? I was afraid I'd, I'd turn that on, and then it just wouldn't work again, but it seems fine. I don't Maybe know you can if you can tell me about it. that sometime. Yeah, okay. The X-Men meetup number 21 is happening Thursday, March 15th. That's two days from now. Uh, 7.30 p.m., you go to Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue uh, here in San Francisco. And uh, you can come, you can hang out, uh, you can visit with me, you can say hello. And, uh, you know, it's just a nerd thing. There's some comics around. It's a very clean store. And uh, then we usually go and get a drink after. And that's really pretty much it. We've done 20 of them. This is our 21st. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's a great, great comic shop. So come out. Ungainly X-Men Meetup. That's my promotion. I know you don't have anything to promote, but what's going on in your neck of the woods? Well, you know, it's funny because I... um I've only been to one comic store in San Francisco, and it's not the one that you go to. It's that other one down the, off of, the one with the the one with the Doctor Strange costume. I think that's the one. Um, it's like it's like is it Isotope? I, that sounds right to me. The guy with tall hair. 
it's kind of famous. It's uh, yeah, it's nice. They got a lot of not a lot of trades. It's uh, it's very well um, manicured and curated, and they have a cool Doctor Strange costume up on their little second floor that you can see. And didn't you and I go into a comic store that maybe was by Second Avenue or somewhere one time when I was meeting you in San Francisco? Probably. And we went anyway. I always imagine that your meetup is in. I think it's a combination of those two stores in my mind. It's just combined everything. Um, yeah, no, I do that all the time. I concatenate my memories. All and the I know time. that it's not, that's not where it is, but that's how I imagine it. And I also imagine that they, they brought out one of those sort of 1950s style metal desks hmm. with the like metal file cabinets built into the right hand side of the desk. You know, the kind okay. of talking about very institutional desks. And yeah, the yeah, dead, yeah, like they, a case, still case. Yeah, desk. yeah, and you're sort of wor- working out from that during the day. At from That's what I have in mind. When pretty pretty much how it works. I sent you a photo there. You can go to the Google Photos, and you can see how tidy the place is. Look how tidy that is. I'm, hold on, I'm clicking. I'm looking. Opening. But like, look at, look at the floppies. Look how well-organized everything is and, and well-faced. That's actually what it looks like in the store. The floppies? Well, oh, those, yeah, yeah those they, f- that's right. That term. I haven't heard that in forever. Mm-hmm. They got lots it. of figures. It's an OG term. Mm-hmm. It's loading. Good stuff. Two Coloring books. They got book Funko store. Pops. They got lots of great shirts. This is a great and looking store. It's really clean. And um, they also have a really good kids section that uh, my daughter enjoys. Yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. They're very quaint. They're, 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 very, they're very welcoming. There's a little shopping center. You can park your car right by the State Farm if you want and walk in. Yeah. Careful. Some of the meters are 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> they have some games, it looks like, like uh, Catan. Oh, oh, they got games. They got games. Do they do they gaming? They got the Cards Against Humanity there, too. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. They got it all. T-shirts? Oh, look, you can scroll down. There's more photos. Look at that. I've seen you in some of these T-shirts. Yes. I own many of their T-shirts. Two cats. Comic book. I am a patron of their shirts. They also got like, uh, you know, like when the comics aren't new anymore, but they can't send them back. They got really good, like cheap, like fairly recent comics you can get. Yes, do. yes. And so that's the name of that tune. We have a store that is uh, an offshoot of the Austin Books and Comics called the Sidekick Store, mm-hmm. which is just those that you're describing, just the comic books that are, I guess, old or ripped or couldn't be sold but couldn't be returned. And right. Uh, they somehow have filled an entire huge store, and uh, and like if you ever are looking for like you just want to read back issues of something, yeah, this is the way to do it. And uh, tons stuff of that old I still consider and- like very new. I saw a friend of mine in there this weekend, and he was picking up a lot of the like X Man Gold, like you know, oh, brand yeah. new. It's I mean, brand recent, <laughs> but they're just not like the current ones on the shelves. Right. It's it's a little bit like Marvel Unlimited, I guess, kind of where you can go in there and get really good deals. Um, so yeah, comics, it's a good thing. It's a good store. It's a tough time. Tough time to have a comic store. One of my, uh, one of my other favorites in the Castro is moving to a new location where they're going to share what used to be a big bookstore with like five other vendors. So like there's a lot of consolidation going on. Tough racket. (laughs) Um, there's a good movie now. I'm gonna have to watch that again. You got me watching Aviator again and now I'm watching it. I've been watching the Aviator. The, you know, the, um, the Big Lebowski, the Aviator, I don't need to be in a, like a mood of certain mindset to watch either of those movies. I can just, they can be on or I can put them on and I'm, that's fine. It doesn't matter huh. what time of day. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like in the evening and I'm winding down. It's just like, it's on, I'm, I'm watching it. I can jump right in and watch it. But Glenn Gary, I find I need to have the right mindset to, get, to watch do you do it. That at, do you do that at work? 
at work? No. How, how do you do that with kids around? Which one? Well, isn't there, there's a lot of F-bombs in The Big Lebowski. Yeah, I don't watch uh, my son. He doesn't. He curses like a sailor. It's fine. He doesn't care. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, with the little one, I don't. I don't wouldn't watch it if she was around. But I'm talking. Usually, it's in the evenings when they're you know in bed. Yeah, that's when I watch MSNBC. <laughs> it's, the, it's not going great. It's the same. Uh, poor Rachel Maddow. She's got to throw out her show every night. Just throw the papers up in the air. What a time. <laughs> um, well, what's uh, mm. what's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, well, so one thing happened that I wanted to mention that uh, is pretty cool because we've, we've been talking about it a lot. One thing I noticed that made me think about this is that it, for whatever it is you're doing for uh, your Dubai Friday show with the Beatles, I saw you were sharing Spotify playlists and stuff. And it seems yeah, like you're you're like a convert so now. You're like uh, you're like a spot oh. the poster child for Spotify all of a sudden. I don't know if I'm the poster child. A poster. Uh, maybe child. I'm the picture on the can by the cash register. <laughs> but but um. I really, I like it a lot. You know, some of it could just, real quick, so much of it just comes down to how how I listen to music today, which is very strange. Like just now, I was listening to, just before we started recording, I was listening to Spotify on my computer mm-hmm. here at work. Mm-hmm. But like when I'm at home, just depending on like where I happen to have my butt sitting, I'll be like, I'll just throw it to the Sonos. I'll throw it to all of the Sonos. Yeah. I'll like stream it on just this one Amazon device. And it's great. I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, I, it just seems strange. Like how, how I guess I, I didn't realize how much I craved that feature until I had it. Cause like I've said before, nothing against Sonos, their speakers are good, but their app's not a super lot of fun to use. So now I mainly just use Sonos to keep the speakers updated and to select groups. Cause I don't think you can create groups and pairings of Sonos speakers in the Spotify app, but whatever one is the current one, it'll just throw right to that. It's the best. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a big poster boy. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm a, you know, I'm thinking I might do more playlists. I really like making playlists. Some people seem to like them. I've done a few for Rectifs and Roderick on the Line in the past, and maybe I'll do some more of those. Once Sometimes I, I have mixed luck with moving items around on a list, and that confuses me. Hmm. But uh, I'll figure that out. Well, the way that I actually got into Spotify years ago when I first started using it was with a playlist, and it was. Who is, what's the name of the Napster guy? Do you remember the Napster guy? Is it Sean? Sean Parker? Yeah. Sean. He, he actually had a playlist and uh, it was of like the most popular. Sean Fanning. Sean Fanning? That, Sean yeah. Parker. Sean Parker? Sean Fanning. I'm going to say Fanning. That mother scratcher? He's <laughs> <laughs> got the head. There's this large spherical object in the road. He's got the head in one hand and the sandwich in the other. <laughs> Another scratcher. Another Sorry, great movie that you can be watched at any Another time. Another great movie. Parker, I think it is. I'll say Parker. Parker. Bill Bill Parker. <laughs> so, um <laughs> so I got into it by I subscribed to this playlist and it had like a lot of the good songs that I liked at the time. And I thought, okay, this is like really cool because there's these songs from all different genres, everything else. And it really it was the first streaming service that I ever got really got into. And now I have tons and tons and tons of playlists on there. I live I live by the playlists. I use the radio feature, but I'm never like thrilled with the radio feature. Have you tried experimenting with Spotify's radio? As in like stations? Yeah. Or as in like actual like terrestrial radio? No, no, uh, the station. So uh, if you haven't done this, it's something that's like, I've done an Apple Music where you say like start with, with, you pick a song, you're listening to a song and you're like Baby Blue by Badfinger and make a station based on that. Right. And it'll just start playing songs that I guess it, it thinks are like 
that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's pretty good. I'm not thrilled with it, but they, they do have a lot of playlists on there that I guess they have made. So you could like go, oh, you want a workout playlist? You go into the workout section and then there's like playlists in there. I find those to be pretty good. And I, but I love the little feature, the social feature that shows you what other friends, if, if they opt in and you opt in, where you can see what your friends are listening to mm-hmm. as they listen to it. So like, um, that's just it's just kind of fun like even even if I uh I watch what like my wife plays in the car for the kids so I kind of know like what they're listening to and she can do the same thing and that way that like it keeps songs they like in rotation. I just I find that to be really cool. It's really fun. It's it's a really mm-hmm. fun way and it's social in a way without it being like recommend these shows to your friends. It's more like oh, you know what what was uh what were they listening to and then you can kind yeah, of I, discover I, I, I new totally, stuff. I totally agree. It's it's in in an age where or at a time, I guess maybe the last 10 years when there's been such a, I guess it's, God, at this point it's been more than 10 years, but I think about starting around something like Friendster, where right. the, the idea of social so quickly shifted from like there's interesting things we can learn about and from each other to like how many merit badges do I get for having acquaintances. <laughs> right, right. And, and, but the truth is like there is a lot of good stuff like that. If it's, it's not so different from <laughs> the Seinfeld where uh, Elaine and Kramer have different people they follow at the video store, like which cashier's selections that they like. Right. And uh, it's sort of like that, where if you find somebody whose tastes are similar to yours, they can be a great source of, uh, of new stuff. I, I think I will, uh, we talked about this a little last time. I'm pretty sure I'll, you know, I'll keep up with music. Cause like I said, it's not so costly. Right. And my, my daughter does love it. Like she listens to a lot of music on there and, uh, mainly the uh, Weird Al's Hamilton Polka, on repeat, but <laughs> which is very good. But um, but she's also ruined my music recommendations because she uses it more Your than account, me now. Right? Oh my god! Every it used to be the, like the weekly recommendations and like the, the 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 like reminders of the songs you like is one list, and then like stuff we recommend list mm-hmm. were both like fairly good. But over time, they got more and more into like a, a slender girl in her twenties who does an EDM song. And I'm like, how did that happen? Like, who are these puppy dog looking boys with guitars? I was like, Oh, it's cause of my daughter and her, her tween music. But, um, yeah, she's got to better keep her damn hands off my Spotify is all I'm saying. She can ruin her mother's Spotify. Well, you go there. What, what you can look into is uh, what's called Spotify family. Mm-hmm. I saw that. That was, I, I thought I'd start with just premium. Yeah, no, that, that's what I did too. And I went to the family a while back. And so what the family is, is for, f- 15 bucks a month, 14.99 whatever. Uh you and five you plus five people can basically you all get a premium account that's separate for you and each person. So it doesn't the recommendations don't get screwed up and the rest of the stuff doesn't get screwed up and they can all use it at the same time. Um, which oh, I need, th- so you don't get knocked out. Like with right, I don't think Hulu's done that sometimes. I, oh, Hulu's, Hulu's, real, Hulu's really bad with that. I'm yeah. really careful with Hulu because I'll be watching something on my iPad that I want to keep watching on the TV, and I may, I don't want to get yelled at, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll close the app on my iPad before I open it on Apple TV. There was a guy. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was on Twitter, and he um he was saying, "Oh, is is there a Spotify app for the Apple TV?" And I'm like, "Of course there is. Of course there right. is." 
And everyone and else is like, no, there's not. I instantly ran. Well, I instantly, after you said that, you said it so confidently. I, I was very, ran, I felt very confident. You know, like, yeah, about. duh. I ran back to my Apple TV, did the search, and then I kept going, like, am I seeing things? Because there's no returns for Spotify. And I was like, are you sure about that? No, and I was, I was totally it's wrong. It's everything but Apple TV. Uh, you know, yeah, it is. There's one for Roku and there's one for Fire TV. Uh, as far as I remember, but where we had done, and I'm like, I know that I've been playing this on the TV and it turns out that it, I was wrong. It's not Apple TV at all. Um, but it, it is, I think for, for the other ones that are out there. You think you're doing airplay maybe? Uh, and I did do airplay. Yeah. All the time, but that's when it must, I, uh, but I know that there was something that where there was an app that we would launch because that's what eventually led me to sign up for the family premium is that I kept or I kept getting knocked off of it because I would want to listen to my car and say, "Oh, this is already in use." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then it was my family at home playing it on the TV. So, another thing, just from a technological standpoint, you know, I I realize that I'm sometimes I don't know I bitch a lot about you know technology services that feel like they're not quite done. One thing that's crazy with Spotify that feels a little like magic is I'll be listening to something on my iPad and I'll go, "Hmm, why don't I be a fancy boy and listen to this on a nice speaker?" And like I changed the um, device, like from right. the app, and it feels like it's less than a second or two before it picks up in exactly the same place on that speaker. Like, which is pretty crazy if, if you think about it, right? Like, it's got to interpret that um, those, that clicking to happen on the iPad, saying "Please change to this device." It changed to that other device. It's dealing with a whole other. I mean, that's probably fairly simple, but like, it's got to go now. I must go speak Sonos and go over here right. and get it through the Wi-Fi and make it come up, and that all happens in like a second or two. Right? It's it's almost seamless. I really I really love that. Well, my my uh, update is relates to Spotify. Spotify added podcasts um, a cu- a year or so, maybe two years even. I, I can't tell time anymore, but it was a while mm-hmm. ago. And they did it on a very like exclusive basis where they had a few launch partners and then that was it. And it took a long time of going back and forth with them saying, hey, you know, like we've got some cool shows. And eventually they said, OK, we're doing a second round. We're going to uh, bring in some more. And they back to work is on there and a handful of other road workers on there. A handful of other five by five shows are on there. And uh, and. And so the thing that I've been working on for a while was getting the stuff on Fireside on there. So now I'm very excited about it because it just happened a couple of days ago. You can check a box in, in Fireside and that will submit your show to Spotify. So you don't have to like, there's only a few places, a few ways to get it in there. And we're one of them now. So that's kind of cool. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, we so. did it with Do by Friday. I, I am very reluctant to let people put my podcast anywhere that's not just a, the plain original RSS feed. So I'm looking very forward to seeing um, the stats. Yeah. <laughs> the way it's set up with us, I don't know if you're like this, but the way we got to set it up through Simplecast, I think we'll get statistics quarterly, something like that. It's really strange. We don't have a, like a bespoke account. It's not like an iTunes account, but right. but people seem to like it. I still have no desire to put it in Stitcher, but like the, the reason we capitulated on with Spotify is that it r- works really well with Echo. Um, do you know what I'm saying? I do, and that's that's the main thing. That's the is, big draw for me. Yeah, yeah, is that people really want to listen. I I listen to podcasts on the Echo all the time, and that for me is like a you must have it. And this is the how easiest way. How do you how do you listen on the Echo? The Spotify stuff through oh, Spotify. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's it. That's been like my gateway to getting them on there because otherwise they're they're not there. Um, and Can I, I, make I love a this side recommendation yeah. while we're here. Yeah, um, if you have an Echo. And you are, 
I don't know. I'm not going to say that you're frustrated, but like you want to do more with podcasts and you're maybe, maybe you are a little frustrated that it's not super easy. Sometimes it works just fine through tune in. I mean, obviously sometimes it can work with Spotify. If the name of your podcast is not a homonym with a country in the middle East. <laughs> um, but, uh, there's a really cool skill and website called my pod, my pod, which I will put into show notes. Have you seen my pod, my pod, my pod, my pod, I have not and seen it. It's not just go to mypodapp.com. I will put it in notes as well. This is maybe, this is, <laughs> so this is oddly old school. There's something about this that is a little bit old school in a way that I find very appealing. Okay. With MyPod, you go in and sign up for an account. I think it's a pretty straightforward bootstrap site, <laughs> but it's all about what's happening behind the scenes, which is once you are signed in, I think through your Amazon account, yeah, through your Amazon account, you have the ability to create playlists of podcasts. That will now be addressable via voice. You can name them whatever you want. So if you have like like weirdo weirdo podcast desires that are not showing up any other way mm-hmm. in Echo, mm-hmm. uh, try try mypodapp.com. That's very cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, yep, works with all the different things. Oh, you can also this is cool. I, I haven't tried this yet, but I, I feel like I should probably spend more time with Google Drive because it sounds like it does so much good stuff. Um, link to a shared Google Drive link a Link to a shared Google Drive link to play audio through your Amazon Echo. So I'm guessing if you've got some audio just sitting around in a folder, you have a way of listening to that as well, which is kind of cool. Google Drive is pretty cool. You've got to... Uh, it's like an ecosystem, right? Isn't there like all kinds of stuff you can do? Yeah, it's weird. It's not a drive in the way that like Dropbox is, is a drive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where, where you know, for, uh, there's, there's people who don't know what Dropbox is still, right? There's people who are like just, what? just discovering it, right? Just listen to this program? I don't know. Anyway, mm. Dropbox works in, in the way that there's just a, it's just a folder and you put anything in it and then it's, it's, well, up, it presents it's up as there. just, I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. The part that made it so appealing to Mac users, they found some way to hack into the finder mm-hmm. such that a folder called Dropbox right. would appear in your home directory. And for all practical purposes, it was just a folder. That's all you need to know. Nothing else you need to know. It's just a folder. Yet, that just a folder somehow synced between all of your devices with Dropbox installed and the cloud. Now, today, I know you all know that, but like, it's, a, it's a wonder that that ever worked. And it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's the best thing in the world, but I think it was very disruptive to how we think about our files. We're oh, yeah. a long way from like running, running rsync or you know, uh, any of those other wackadoo ways to like sync up your home directory. Like it's, it was pretty miraculous that they pulled that off. It really, and then in it fact, really is. That, that Apple kind of capitulated and let them continue to get away with it because it was so useful and they did not really have a comparable offering at the time. No, and I, I think uh, Google Drive kind of does the same thing. Um, it's, it, 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 it has more integration with other applications especially if you use gmail like you can save your gmail attachments into it there's a search that's really really good with it because it it could actually like um especially when it comes to like the image search so like Mm -hmm. if the example that they use on their the website is like you could search for the eiffel tower well it's actually could identify an image that you've put up that has the eiffel tower in it so, like, of course, because Google has its, like, creepy AI going. I can going. find my particular cat in Google Photos. <laughs> yeah, you're good. It's named as a member of, no, this is something no, no other service I've seen does, <laughs> which it doesn't just know it's an ugly cat. It knows it's my ugly cat. That's, that's pretty special. 
So it has all that. It also integrates like um, you know all the all the stuff that you would do like with um, Google Forms. Like you can have it it save the results there. I love that. All of that stuff is there, and uh, and so I've been using it more. It hasn't replaced Dropbox for me. Uh, but you start out with, I think, yeah, 15 gigs. I'll put this in the show notes. 15 gigs of space, which is, I think, plenty for a lot of people. And so, uh, again, it hasn't replaced Dropbox, but it's a pretty good alternative. Mm-hmm. And I use the Microsoft Azure, I think, I forget the one, whatever the service mm-hmm. is that Microsoft has that is their drive. And I ran into tons and tons of problems with that, uh, where it couldn't handle because it's basically like a windows file system somehow and it had problems with like file names and things like that that i'd been using on the mac for decades it couldn't save them or truncated them or had problems so i I wonder if that's in the interface that it's wonky because i think azure is a little isn't hmm, i could be way off here but isn't azure sort of microsoft's like aws play OneDrive. that's the name of it microsoft OneDrive. Uh, so that had a lot of problems and maybe it was the version, maybe this was a while ago, but for me, that was a non-starter as, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting to try different ones. I mean, Google, I don't know if this is a, this is just sort of a, I'm just tossing this out, but like, I think one of the ways that Google has distinguished itself, well, the obvious, not obvious, the non-obvious way that Google has distinguished itself is behind the scenes, where s- the secret sauce is scale, where they, they are, are so good at scaling up big stuff. That, that's the part that we don't see and kind of can't see. I think the part that we can see that they continue to mostly succeed at is uh, a, a pretty, by and large, a pretty good experience and pretty substantial experience of using the stuff that, that scale uh, leverages. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, stuff like Google Photos is really good. I find myself going into Google Photos every couple of days just to go see if it's made me anything fun. Right. Like, it'll 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 just do the the coolest stuff. It'll say, you know, relive this day from you know four years ago and pull up a selection of good photos, and it knows which ones are the good photos by and large. And I mean, right? Like, that's I the weird that's, part is that it's it's this I, you know they call it machine learning where it understands what the photos are. Like you said, it can make like albums and animate mm-hmm. photos, and it. Just surfaces up memories that you know of like oh, this and is it'll two know, years like, ago. These are these are pictures of your kid. Do you want to go share these with grandma? Like it makes it really easy to say like here's a bunch of good new photos you might want to go share with grandma, right. which I, I have not spent a lot of time with. I'm, I'm mostly still using. I mean, when I do share photos, I mostly do it with iCloud. It's not super simple, but uh, it's easy enough. Mm-hmm. But it's not super fun considering it's their iOS device and their service. It's not a huge amount of fun to use. But Google, man, they get this stuff. They and they keep improving it. It just keeps getting better all the time. And I never sweat that I'm going to lose, for example, Gmail messages. Right. I never go like, oh gosh, I wonder if everything's where it should right, be. Right. 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 I don't have stuff arrive out of order or not at all. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if you opened your Gmails and like the, the dates were wrong? Can you imagine that? That but would like, kind of be a problem. Twice or three times a week, I open up messages and it's either not the same as another device or it's in a different order. <laughs> That's back. How is that back? <laughs> I don't know. They fixed that for like two years and something regressed and now that's happening again? I don't know. Siri, you know what, Mar- I think it's just you. It's just you. No one else has experienced I often, <clears throat> I do often wonder if it is just me. No, I don't think, I don't think it is. Yeah. Maybe I got hanked. But you know, it, Google <sighs> Drive is cool. Google Photos is cool. Wasn't, didn't you tell me that Syracuse like put everything into Google Photos? Um, 
Well, like the thing I learned from him, put them everywhere. Yeah. Like free photos with Amazon. Sure. Right. Free photos with Google. Yeah, sure. Like put them everywhere. That's yeah, 99% yeah. of what, like I'm going through this thing with my wife's iMac right now. We can, if, if we're looking for a topic, I can talk about that. Um, but it, you know, like 99% of the stuff that she cares about is just photos. Like the rest of it's like, mm-hmm. you know, a recipe for a, a apple Dutch baby. And that's about it. Mm. Apple Dutch baby. Yeah. You know, like, th- like it's all photos. And so the more places you can have those backed up, the more places yeah. they can live, the better. And, you know, oh, I actually yeah. feel like stuff like Google Photos, for example, where you're getting 15 gigs or whatever of, of photos, or maybe it's all of them are free until 2020 or something. There's something they were doing, like anything you upload is free until a certain amount of time. Like that to me is got to be putting a, a, a crunch on places like Backblaze or Crash Plan or, you know, um, th- those types of services. Because I think, I think if most people were to think about what it is they're really backing up or that they really mm-hmm. want to save, if you have something like Dropbox, which is where you should be keeping all of your important documents and maybe little images and junk, and then you have something like Google Photos or iCloud Photos or whatever, Amazon Photos. Like, what else is there, really? Source code? Mm. Well, that's GitHub. You know, and I was, I was actually just talking to my wife this morning. I, uh, I was saying if, if something horrible befell my computer right now, if it exploded and it was completely gone, like, yeah, that would suck because I'd have to spend money and get a new one. But nothing would be lost. Like, there's nothing right. that, that, that's lost from it. Same with my phone. Same with everything else. Like, it's, it is a portal to all of this stuff that truly lives uh, up on the internet somewhere and that I don't really have to worry about. And it's, I'm, I'm a big fan of redundancy. I love the, uh, the, your philosophy of just put them everywhere. And that's, you know, I've been, I keep, I continue to keep thinking about it. We talked about that last week, uh, multiple belts and suspenders. And I, I was thinking about that phrase and actually why I find it kind of chilling. Um, and it makes me think that maybe, maybe a better way to think of this is, you know, one extremely reliable belt that you understand mm-hmm. and then <laughs> numerous sets of optional suspenders. I feel like, I feel like if there's one way I want to get my mind right about backups, cloning, whatever you want to call it, it's, I do want to get a clear idea in my mind of what, I know that the canonical version that I'm using is the one that's here on my iMac, right? Like that's easy to understand. This is the latest version I'm typing right now. I have this NVALT document in front of me obviously that is the you know step zero or whatever this is this is macintosh prime mm-hmm. and then i've got eh, eh, i get the back blaze you got the time machine you got the this you got the that you got your mail, mail here you got this and no, 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 no. and it's like well i mean but like what is the the official second version do you know what i mean like and that sounds silly but like it i feel like there are benefits to deciding there is one version that is only just slightly less important Maybe you know what you could even argue that's more important than the version you're working on because you might already have corrupt files on there. But like, you, I feel like I need to pick one that is the super important version, like the ma- the I, master, the source version. Kind kind of yeah mm-hmm. yeah like in a Git kind of way mm-hmm. I guess so like but like I mean for me like I say that used to be cloning a drive and I just I don't know why I fell out with that I should just get back into that but I used to just do super duper and swap at locations but that. But if you have one version that you make sure it backs up every day, you test it every week or every month or as often as you can afford to lose everything, 
the one where you really understand which version is on there, right? But like, I feel like it's, you do need a favorite child. You need to fig- pick <laughs> one of these that you are going to take care of above all others. And then think of all the others as a fallback. My concern when I think about having 50 pairs of suspenders is where would I even begin to find the one that's the best copy? And how would I know? Have I tried? You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess I just feel like, you know, if you've got a hundred fire extinguishers around your house, are you checking a hundred fire extinguishers? You're better off to have one really, really good fire extinguisher that you know works than a hundred that might work in some ways. What are you going to do? Beat the fire to death? And with this, I, I feel like that's, this may sound like a distinction without a difference, but I think there's a slightly grayish anti-pattern to like just putting your stuff everywhere and hoping it turns out okay. Cause have you tested those or are you just counting on like the law of large numbers to, you know, to ensure that some important piece of data is securely, you know, located somewhere where you could get to it within seconds. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, Absolutely. So I don't know what that is, but I want to think about it. I really – I kind of – I really need to get my mind right about the NAS. I keep resisting spending time like really learning how to use it because it's just so ugly to use. But all my friends who have, uh, in this case, a Synology, really like theirs and use it for all kinds of stuff. And I've just always been kind of intimidated with – Didn't you, you have know, a Synology though? I have a Synology. Yeah. I just have not spent – I mean I bought it mainly to put media on. It's an okay, good server for Plex. It's not extremely the, – the, the one that I have, the processor is not extremely strong mm-hmm. for doing H.264 or whatever it needs to do. But that's what I should probably be doing is really concentrating on like tricking out the NAS and like – but then now what are you going to do? Are you, are you, how do you – to get all John Syracuse here, now how, how is that thing backed up? If that has all those critical files on it, how do you know that stuff's going to be okay? And I guess in that case, you get into a crash plan type situation or something. Yeah. Some place that would allow you to have external storage that gets backed up. I guess all I'm saying is like, if, if the stuff on your computer matters to you, it seems like it's, and this is, a, I'm, I'm yelling at me here, it seems valuable to pick a primary way that it's getting securely backed up that you know and can test. And you can. And if you want to have multiple versions, you know which version is which, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Time Machine is great if you like accidentally deleted a file or somehow lost a version or something like that. But like, I would not want to count on Time Machine to restore my whole Mac. I do you I, would you would you trust that? I have. I mean, never, do a no look a no look restore from Time Machine. Would you feel good about that? Can I admit something to to you and our listeners? I've yes. never once used Time Machine for anything. At all, ever. I've always disabled it. I've never used it. I never used Time Capsule. One exception, when Time Machine first came out, and I I still, maybe it's still this way, I don't know, but it used to be that it would, like, it showed, you would hit a button, and then it would show, like, folders floating in space with all the other folders on your desktop behind it, and you could, like, scroll through time into the... That, I, I just, to me, that seemed like a game, and I didn't want to play a game with backups, so I just, I've never used it again. So I don't know. I've never used Time Machine for anything. I don't even know, in theory, how it's supposed to work or if it's trustworthy. I would love to learn about that. But in, in well, in that case, I'll take the contrary point of view, which is that when it's working, if it's working, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I had it just unable to work for me for like 18 months before I just tore everything out and started over, redid everything, and now it works. It, it's very handy for like, let's say you're working in some kind of environment where, I mean, I guess a, one from my past would be you accidentally overwrote some version of a Photoshop file with layers and you don't, you're like, oh God, like half an hour ago, this was perfect and now I've screwed it up. 
that's where Time Machine can really come in handy. Because if it's, there's a pretty good chance that something from, you know, maybe two hours ago, right. that version is still available, even though you really screwed up the other one. Right. There's no other service I have short of Dropbox where it would have more than one version of something from today. So that's not for everybody all the time. And I, I and so it, wonder, is Dropbox, I mean, Dropbox is, um, Time Machine, it's just, it's sort of always running, and every time you save a file, it pushes that up to, uh, no. No. No, no. That's Dropbox for sure. Dropbox, every little change, it, you know, saves and populates across your devices. I'm not sure what the secret sauce for Time Machine is, except that I do, I monitor it, mm-hmm. like right now. Like while we're recording, I'm constantly watching to make sure it doesn't start backing up while we're recording. Because it's noisy and it takes cycles. So it just sort of waits for there to be an idle time. And when it finds an idle time, it says, got to back up anything that's changed and does that? not sure. I mean, I'm looking at it right now and it says the last time it backed up was yesterday at 12.11, which given the way I do my clock would be uh, 12.11 p.m. yesterday, which seems kind of strange. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's an app you can get, um, I want to say called Time Machine manager or something like that where you can set a schedule for it now like with backblaze i've set backblaze um to only back up after like 9 p.m and to stop at like 6 a.m and that's so far that's worked out fine Mm -hmm. but i don't want backblaze running because backblaze as much as i love backblaze it can burn some cycles while you're doing stuff um and but yeah i know it's a good question i'm not sure how time machine knows when to back up can I suggest you tell me about something you like and I will find out? I would love to tell you about Bombfell. Have you heard of Bombfell? Bombfell, it is an easier way for men to get better clothes. It's that simple. That's what I'm talking about. You complete a simple questionnaire. And it's really simple. Like, do you like this kind of thing? They like that. It's not, you know, they don't get too much in your personal life. Hmm. And then you're hmm. matched one-to-one with a dedicated personal stylist. Okay? And they will pick some awesome clothes for you because... If you're like me, and I think a lot of guys fall into this category, shopping is like not high on the list of favorite things. It's, it's just not. And uh, they never charge above retail price. They offer free shipping and returns, convenient home try-on, and the ability to preview and edit what your stylist has picked out for you before the order ships. And this is the super handy thing. You, 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 know, you hate shopping. You don't know what looks good. You don't know what's in style. And they take away all of those obstacles to you looking really nice. And it's fully I need personalized. That, I need that. We all need it. Even if you think that you know, you might not know. And, uh, and this is great because this is, these are people who are like really into this stuff. Handpicked for you based on your profile, based on what they know about you, have sent you before and your own preferences that you're in there saying, no, I didn't like this one. Don't send me something like that again. Uh, but this is really cool. So then once you approve it, they send it to you. You've got seven days to decide, do you like this? And so maybe you get like four or five things. You get, Let's say you get three things. And you're like, okay, you know what? Um, I didn't like this fourth one. I'm just I'm sending that back. I'm going to keep the rest. And the way that it works is you, the more you keep, the more you get. They call it keep more, get more. So if you keep four items, you get 20% off. You keep three items, you get 15% off. Two items, you get 10% off. So you're basically getting a discount if they send you stuff that you like. So it's on <laughs> them to uh to to keep you happy because they know that you know you uh you want to save money too. And they gave so, me a very handsome sweater. They picked out a very handsome sweater for oh, me yeah? that I still yeah, and a check shirt that I really like. I I get mixed feelings about check shirt. I like them on other people. I don't always like them on me, but the one they picked for me was really really nice, and I wear it a lot. 
And they really do have. I told you, my son uh, picked out one of the shirts that they sent me, and he just he took it. So I want you know I'm missing. You got a problem with your family pilfering your clothes? I know it happens all the time. Uh, But here's the thing: like you You should bulk up. Have you thought about getting swole? I am swole. That's why. No, no, no. I mean, super ripped that your child couldn't wear your clothes. If your child can wear your clothes, you're not that swole. I'm talking. You should become like like you live in Austin. Mm. You should become Alex Jones big. You should get real lumpy, real lumpy and red. I don't want to quite have that shape. You but, don't want that shape? No, he but... Took, he took his own powders for 45 days, and he got lumpy in a slightly different way. I will tell you that uh, clothing now is more important to me than ever because I no longer fit any of the shirts that I bought before about six months ago. That any, any shirt... Is that because you're swole? Yeah. Oh, okay. Any shirt or jacket or anything that I own... From before that time, I can no longer wear. I've had to get so my son has gotten inherited. But if you're at the Whataburger and not happy with your service, you can hulk out super easy now. I'd rip the shirt right off just by flexing. And uh, but here's the thing: you get you get to uh, tell them like what you want. So you can say like, "Oh, I want two button front shirts and a pair of jeans, and I want it in two weeks." Or they can Mm -hmm. surprise you, but they send you these preview emails. You're in control of this. That's the whole thing. Is like I don't want you to think that they're doing stuff. And you just shows up, and you're like, "Oh, I don't know why that happened." You're in, you're in full control of this, and uh, and it's very cool. And by the way, uh, if you have a partner who you would like to get this for a man in your life, you can do that. There's an option to sign up on behalf of your partner, so that it's like secret. If you're like, "Oh, my uh, boyfriend, husband, whoever can't pick out any clothes. My dad can't pick out clothes. They, their out uh, wardrobes are horrible." You can you can hook them up with this, and uh, and so. Uh, I really enjoyed this. You enjoyed this. I think the listeners will too. They're giving $25 off the first purchase. If you go to Bombfell, it's just B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L. Bombfell.com slash back back to work. Back to work. And uh, you'll get $25 off your first purchase. So go check them out. Bombfell.com slash back to work. 25 bucks. Can't beat that. Thanks to Bombfell. For making this show possible, Merlin, man. Buck, buck. Your middle name is really Xavier? Yep. That is so um, cool. How to use Time Machine to back up or restore your Mac. They're telling me something here that I knew and forgot. I knew this and I forgot this. What was backup, it? This is, from, uh, this is one of their uh, support documents updated December 2017. Backup using Time Machine. Mm. After you set up Time Machine, it automatically makes hourly backups. Okay, well, there's a little bit of arithmetic here. Um it automatically makes hourly backups for the past 24 hours, daily backups for the past month, and weekly backups for all previous months. The oldest backups are deleted when your backup disk is full. That seems like a pretty good bargain. I, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Live with yep, that. Yep, yep. Boy, you ever think about getting one of those iMac Pros? The, the new ones look pretty cool. They sound amazing. Yeah. I have... Absolutely no need for No, I could never justify that. (laughs) They're kind of costly, but brother, it sounds like they just fly. Back up all the time. I don't care. Woo! (laughs) God, my wife's Windows laptop. Mm. Mm. I've gotten to a point in life where whenever I hear a fan uh, spin up on (laughs) one of my devices, I get like, like, what's it doing? A little nervous. (laughs) The fan on her laptop. Spins up when it's sleeping. What's it doing? It's just sitting there. I don't know. I don't even know how to look at the screen on this thing. It's so confusing. It's got hundreds of ports on it. It's like as thick as an eight track tape. It looks like something you drive into Mogadishu with. Uh, it's just, but like it has this. 
<laughs> it almost drowns out the sound of the rock tumbler, which is very loud. Oh, you got a rock tumbler? Got a rock tumbler. It's, Do you have uh, one you could recommend and put in the show notes? Because I've been wanting one of those for a I while. I can make up one to put in notes. I've only ever bought one, but mm. it uh, is very, very loud, and it takes a lot longer than I expected. Dan, when we got a rock tumbler, I thought to myself, I thought, this will be fun. We'll take a handful of little rocks. We'll yeah. throw them in. You maybe go out to lunch. You come back. You got shiny rocks. Yeah, that's how it works. Nope. No. Nope. There's four different grades of grit, and you run it 24 hours for at least five days. It takes about a month to go through the full cycle of 24-7 running. A month? Well, the first the grit number one, which is the most coarse grit, you put your rocks in, you put some water in, you close it up good with the grit, get a little envelope of grit, and then it runs for three to five days. Man. And then you check on them. Pocketa, 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 pocketa. Do you just put it in the, in the garage or something and keep it? We don't have that many outlets, so it's in our dining room. Oh. And then I turn it off when my wife comes home so we can be married. Um, <laughs> yes. Pocketa, 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 pocketa. It's basically, and what's great is from another room, it's roughly the same sound as the bathtub overflowing. So it's, it's a constant, it's a constant feeling of, of anxiety. It's good. It keeps me on my toes, which are pointed straight. Mm. Um, but then uh, you check on it. And when it's roughly shiny enough, you start again with, we're basically we're on grit number two. We're on day three of grit two. And do you but put do you put in just like any rock, or are they certain kind of rocks you have to buy the rocks? I was surprised. I was happy and surprised to see that they provided some very cool rocks. We'd just gone on a hike, and it turned out to be great. Sarah, I wanted to surprise her with this because we talked about getting one for a while, and it arrived. It arrived while we were on a hike, a family hike, um, Sunday before last, and so we had some cool rocks from our hike. But it came with cool rocks. It came with a little bit of quartz, like rose quartz. Not to be confused with Steven Universe, it came with some cool, like, um, like, like six or seven really cool rocks. Plus, we put in some of our own, um, and it's really neat. It's it's actually very cool. I don't think it's probably. I think it's probably the Bitcoin of geology title because, like, the amount of time it takes to get a shiny rock out of this does not seem particularly efficient. What did I say? Bitcoin of geology. It's faster than thrown in the stream. Oh, a sharp stick in the eye. I always say, Bitcoin of geology. <laughs> I'm constantly quoting slacker. Hey, um, you know what? We shouldn't talk about it. What? People worried about that bomb stuff? Isn't that scary? Yeah, it's scary. Is it scary? Yes, it's scary. Don't open anything. Don't open boxes that aren't from anyone. Well, I was worried for you when I saw that. Well, thank you. I don't. Um, more worried. Is there a pattern like, to my... it? Is there a pattern? It was an African American family and a Latino family. Is there some kind of? Do they think it's a thing? Do they think it's some kind of a targeted thing? Uh I. They haven't really revealed that, and they haven't revealed like the police know what the bombs are and like how they work and what they're made from and all that stuff, but they're not revealing it because they don't, you know, they don't sure, want to reveal sure, sure, the sure. investigation, but it's, um, so for people who don't know, uh, I, this has happened, I think three times total. The third one happened during the press conference about the first two. Somebody goes outside overnight, right? A box has been left on their front porch. That's not like, it doesn't have like a postmark, right? right. It's, like it's from Amazon. Right. It's just they're, a box. they're not going to the trouble to make it look at like a legit Amazon, you know, or UPS delivery with a label. It's just, you know, I don't know if it has the per- the person's name or, or address written on it or if it's just an M- just a, an unmarked box or what. But they're going in the, the person or people doing this. They go in the middle of the night. They put it on the person's doorstep. And then the person opens the door in the morning and brings the box in and opens it. And it, it explodes and kills the person. 
so that's what's going on. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's really like horrible and scary. And so like I told my wife about it because like one of the things my kids love to do is like when there's a box dropped off, they like to go and get it and bring it in. Um, so, you know, it's obviously your advice, which is don't, don't open anything that doesn't, right. isn't a real thing with a real label with your name on it. Yeah. I think that's pretty good advice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to go through that. But it's all it's all in like one. It all was in one small neighborhood. Apparently, oh. um, it's it's not like all across town or anything like that. So it's you know, but that doesn't mean it won't move. But that currently right, right, that's right. where it is. Um, do you have Whataburger there? Yes, there are some. God, I love Whataburger. You ever have their chicken sandwich? That's what everyone says is their favorite. I've never had it. They have three things. I had a Whataburger very near my house in Tallahassee, and I went there too much. And they have three things I really still miss. Not very healthy. They have a really good, like, spicy chicken sandwich with, like, jalapenos. I mm. think they're jalapenos. It's really good. Um, they also have really good, like, chicken fingers and gravy with Texas toast. Very good. And they had a very good breakfast taquito, which came with a side of salsa. I know it's not, like, real Texas food, but, like, oh, man. Plus the Whataburger. The titular Whataburger is very good if you've been drinking. Woo! Chimney, that's good. <laughs> is that so? Oh, what a burger. I'll tell you what. Maybe that's where the name comes from. Do you say that? Do you say, I tell you what? That's a Texas thing. I tell you what. Tell you what? Mm-hmm. That's Texas? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. What else we got in here? Uh, time Machine covered that. So I, I'll, I'll tell you what's going on with this iMac. Oh, yeah. Maybe the Go. listeners uh, you know, have some advice, although I'm, I'm almost ready to be done with it. This is a 21 and a half inch iMac that we got sometime within the last three to five years. I don't remember exactly. Is it a Retina? Is it a 5K? It is not. It is the last one before the four or 5K ones came out. Okay. And it is a modest machine. It's got eight gigs of RAM and a one terabyte traditional hard drive, not Fusion, inside of it. And over the last, I'll say, six to eight months it started to get really really slow to the point where like you would launch system preferences here i'll launch system preferences on my mac right now click in it now it's open that's how long that that took um now if you're listening at three times the speed it was a little slower shame on you uh yeah really this you click something like system preferences it bounce bounce then the cursor will turn to the spinning pinwheel bounce 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 and like truly any any kind of opening of a window launching of an application things like that take an extraordinarily long amount of time now based on the experience that i have with computers that usually indicates one of two things either one some kind of like system level software issue that's going on an application that's going crazy uh, something like that. Oh, like a runaway process. Yeah, um, but n- nothing like that shows up in Activity I guess Monitor. disk damage. And back in the day, I would have said disk damage. And that was my second one, is that there's something going on with the hard drive. So um, this machine is... CK-Y, baby. Yeah, I'm going to try some more investigation of that. I even have an old copy of Disk Warrior somewhere I could try. But... You know, the, the, of course, it's it's completely backed up with in multiple places, and and I still do, especially on that machine. I still do cloning, uh, so I I still use. I'm old fashioned. I I've heard other applications are are really good 
I still really like Super Duper. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, oh, I love Super Duper. You know, maybe there's something it's such else a good, newer, but I love app. that. Yeah, and they and they work really hard. Uh, is it that's, is that Dave Nanian? Yeah, who makes Super Duper? That's him. They work really hard to like keep it up to date with whatever shenanigans are going on with the file system, oh, yeah. which I imagine is not a simple task. No. But to, to, to do something as simple as what SuperDuper does it requires a lot of smarts. It really make does. Make this hard drive exactly like that hard drive. It can make that hard drive exactly like this hard drive, except for the following conditions. Mm-hmm. And it's great at that. And what's so good really at cool at this about, about SuperDuper and the other cloning uh, ones, at least on the Mac, is that it's making fully bootable copies of the drive so let's say that you've got a nice uh, super duper backup right and then something happens to your computer you can take that external hard drive that's been cloned to or internal if you're on a on like a, an older mac pro or something that has more than one drive and you can plug this drive in boot off of this drive on your computer on your existing computer boot off that drive and it's up and running your software your files the exact way that you had it just running right. off this external drive. It might be a little bit slower. Uh, so mm-hmm. one of the ways that I'm actually testing this is I, I've got a, a new external drive that's actually backing up right now, cloning to it right now. And that's the way that I'm going to test my theory about it being a drive issue. I'm going to boot off the external drive. And yes, oh, interesting. It, it will be slower than running on the internal drive, but it shouldn't be so but much slower. But, but the system preferences thing shouldn't be so shocking. That's, that's right. And that's just one example. I mean, try launching Safari. It's twice as long as that. It oh, takes forever. I think you got a gremlin. You got a ghost in the machine. Well, I would just tear it all down and, and reinstall. So from- that's, that's my plan. And I actually made a, uh, a nice little USB boot drive. Uh, I'm still running Sierra on all my stuff, not high Sierra, but Me I, too. but I found <laughs> a really cool link, uh, that I didn't know. Most people recommend software, uh, like I've used before, which is, there's one called etcher and this lets you burn uh, an image, like a downloaded image to a uh, USB bootable drive uh, or an SD card or something like that. And the point of this hmm. is you can burn this image and it will very, very, uh, very nicely. You have this little external booting drive and you can just plug that into any USB port on any Mac and hold down option when you boot and you can boot from that drive. And so that's a great way to like install or reinstall the operating system or troubleshoot problems. If you think you're having a, a drive problem, things like that is very, very handy. And uh, and they they have versions of Etcher for Mac, Windows, and Linux, and it's it's really great, reliable software. I just put it in the show notes. But I and I didn't know this. Uh, Apple itself actually has a built-in command line utility that is called Create Install Media, all one word. I'll put that in the wow. show notes too. That cool. that allows you to create a bootable installer for Mac OS. And it does all the things that it's supposed to do. The only requirement is that you have downloaded the installer that you want to use from. So you would go to the Apple Store and you would download, if you want Sierra, you would get Sierra. If you want High Sierra, you would get that. And then they have a different command that installs it for you uh, onto that drive. It takes a little bit more work than Etcher because Etcher will handle like formatting and mounting and formatting the, the USB stick for you where you have to do that manually if you're, if you're doing it the Apple way. But I was kind of surprised to see that like Apple actually has a way to, to do this. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So I put that in there and then there are people who will say, uh, well, wait a minute, how do I download um, – you know, how do I download the, the Sierra if it's taken away? 
Um, you can Google that and just type in like, how do I download Sierra? And it, it, there is a link on Apple's support page that takes you to the link in the app store for that because it's sort of hidden now that they do high Sierra only. Like it's hard. Oh, to, it's like hard to wow, download. Lame. Yeah. So I'll put wow. that into, uh, into the, uh, into the show notes as well. But that Apple has a link called how to download Mac OS Sierra. So that'll be in the show notes and show notes. Merlin are going to be hmm. at five by five dot TV slash B is in boys, two is in the number, W is in women, slash three, six, seven. Three, six, seven. Yeah. But this is where you go. And it's like, oh, we really recommend that you don't install Sierra. High Sierra's got everything. But if you really want to. Except for a week or two when there's some new horrible thing that comes (sighs) up about it. I just can't even think about it. Get it. I can find a way to year on that, buddy. (sighs) Jeez. You know, um, it's funny. There's a little mini theme through what we're talking about. When, as you were describing um, stuff like Super Duper and, and cloning, and uh, I, I'm just, you know, um, I'm thinking about, I believe it was an article, it has to have been by Cory Doctorow on Boing Boing or Crap Hound about the way that he rolls. And this is probably, I don't know how many, 10, 15 years ago, but at a time when he, um, you know, he had a couple laptops, he was constantly traveling, mm-hmm. always going places. And I don't remember him saying it like this, but. The nut of it was he was describing how he does a nightly clone of his device onto all of his devices, how he has backups plus – I believe he said he always had like a 12-inch power book that was exactly mirrored to his current 12-inch power book that he could literally – I might be remembering this wrong. He could literally grab either one and they would both be totally up to date. If one died, he could like pick up the other one and start working. That's great. Well, it sounded a little manic at the time. Ah, but although, I mean it's – like nowadays it sounds really smart. It's, well, here's what I was thinking, though, is that, I mean... Um, Why does he write so many books? Just stop. Just but, stop. But the, but that notion, and I guess a similar kind of notion where I got into that idea of doing the, the nightly backups, and I had a cool shell script that... Oh, who helped me with that? Um, Tim, my friend uh, Tim, the Mac writer, helped me with this great script that would basically pick, like, was it this day or that day? Know which one of these to back up to. So I always had, like, two backups that go off-site, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think about like the difference in mindset that we're all still kind of working through where, I mean, go all the way back. Let's go back to 15 years ago. And it's like, oh, I got to, you know, here's how I get my iPod to get music on it. Here is where I work. Here's where my modem is. It's <laughs> everything was all about your Mac in this location. And nothing but all those myriad things that have changed over time. We do. Yes, we have Dropbox. We have two pound laptops. We have all this kind of stuff that, and that allows us to be very mobile and we have things like Backblaze, we have things like Time Machine, you name it. There's myriad ways in which the idea of your data being in more than one place and up to date and secure is a pretty modern and pretty mature idea at this point. But at the same time, think about, I don't know about you, but like I still am in so way, in so many ways, I'm still cleft to this idea that this machine right here is my Mac. Right. Like this is the primary Mac. I am nowhere near a point where I could successfully say, well, all I need to do is flick a switch and all of this information will come up on another machine this quickly. And I almost feel like even though you don't need that today, I feel like that's kind of the model. To get to like where Corey was with a 12-inch power book a few years ago, and God, those were great computers, um, where you could basically pick, pick a device off the shelf and know that it's up to date through you know, automated processes. That's in some ways kind of the model you want to move to work, even if you don't need it even if you don't need it today, 
you know, even if you don't need it this year, there will be a day when you wish you could switch to another device that quickly. So why not start planning toward that direction? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be mental. You don't have to be manic about it. But at the same time, that really, because because what's the opposite approach or what's the uh, the um, corollary approach is like, oh, packs and hatches. My stuff is in places. Everything is fine. I'm mm-hmm. sure this will all work out great. I'll never have a fire or a flood. Everything's great here. But like the truth is like moving toward that model of going like I could throw this device into the ocean and be back up in an hour is like to me, if you really wanted to be good about this stuff, there's so many things you would have to do in order to be anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. Could, how many of how many of you guys out there right now could do that in a week? Could you do that in a week? You probably have to have Backblaze send you a disc. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's an interesting, uh, interesting thing to think about. I well, I think I think it gets more important when you're talking about a computer that is like a straight work computer versus a personal and or work computer. Like mine, as far as my work machine, which is my really my only machine other than our home iMac. Uh, for me, like I'm totally in that situation. If this thing was gone right now. The only and then if somebody came in and chopped this thing in half and said, "By the way, here's a new one. Start from scratch." the The only thing that I would need to do, other than wait while it downloaded, you know, while while Dropbox synced up, um, would and really nothing in there is mission critical for me, uh, would just be to like get my development environment set up with homebrew and getting ruby and rails and all that stuff going like mm-hmm. i'm really in that situation and not long ago i did get this uh, macbook pro and it it probably took me the you know from when i got to work to lunchtime to have it up and running the way i wanted with everything there and and the way that i want and you know i mean some of that comes from like i do a lot of stuff in in the terminal so i've got little shell scripts that are on github that when i get a new machine uh i just bring those down and that updates my bash path and prompt and all that cool stuff. And you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. But the home computer is a completely different story because that's where like, we've got all of the, it's all really about pictures. It's like, where are we going to get all these pictures down now? How long, how many weeks is that going to take to download everything? And, you know, and that's the thing is like, I know, I know a bunch of people who have like a work computer, which is essentially like it could blow up at any time and they bring the other one back. And, uh, you know, but it also, I think, points out like if GitHub is down, like nothing's happening for me. Right. Like I'm right, not, right, right. you know, I have my local copy of something, but we couldn't deploy code up to our production servers because the act of deploying means pulling from GitHub. Like that's a, that is a huge, and people don't think of it in that way. I mean, yes. I have a local checked out of repository on my computer and and other places. And so it's like if GitHub blew up and was gone, it's not like my code would be gone forever because I've got a copy of it, but deploying it would be a whole different thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And there are ways to have your own little Git repositories hosted on servers and you could do that. But that's sort of, you know, and just like Amazon, when Amazon S3 is down, like half the internet's down, including stuff that I do. So it, Oh God, you know, so much! Like all those images, little images, uh, and everything. Stuff, yeah, just disappear. Everything. Jiminy. Back up your stuff, guys. Um, yeah, that's um, the um, takeaway. Um, um, that's the takeaway. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Dan. Why don't you tell me about? Uh, do you have a second thing that you like? I would like to tell you about Audible. Audible. Audible is a leading provider of premium. Can you, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Then oh, you're Audible. That's right. That's what that word me means. You're Audible. Over. What the? What's, what's the deal with Audible? Who even is doing that? What is Audible? Audible is a leading provider of. 
premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment across the whole internet. Okay, so they've got the best selection of audiobooks anywhere. They've got original audio shows that they do. They got news. They got comedy. Uh, and, and it all, all is being updated all the time from the big – there's published houses that, that we think of as like, you know, there's like, a, like places that make books. Well, there's audiobook publishers and broadcasters as well that are recording all of this stuff all the time. So it's always something new. And what's really cool about Audible is you can – you know, this is the big complaint that people would have is, oh, I can only listen to it on this one device or I can only listen to it if I'm here. Not the case with Audible. You can switch seamlessly between your different devices picking up exactly where you left off. It doesn't matter if it's on your phone, if you're listening through your car, if you're on a tablet, even on your Echo, uh, which is a great way to listen to Audible stuff. Uh, and it's all, you know, the beauty of it, it's hands-free. It's like a podcast in that way. You could be doing something else and still listening to a book or reading a book. Great for road trips, great for, uh, for, for you know, when you take a trip somewhere, you fly somewhere. Uh, good. For, I love to listen to it a lot of the time while I'm rowing. Uh, I'll put the headphones in and listen to, some, to to a book. It's a great way to learn stuff. And uh, and so here's the way this works. The membership that you sign up for, you get one free audiobook per month. Uh, you get 30 for, 30% off all regularly priced audio, audio books. And it's just a lovely service. You get access to everything. And one of the things that I, re, you know, and it's weird because like when I think of Audible, I don't know why I think this, but I always think of, of sort of things that help me improve myself. I mean, you can mm-hmm. get like fiction. You can listen to the narrator of the Harry Potter books is genius. Like there's tons of fiction there. But f- Ed, Ed Dale? Yes. That guy's great. That's his name. And uh, But like for me, I really like listening to things that are inspirational in a way or like – you know, helping me focus. Like, there's this um, this habit book that I've been listening to, but the one that I picked for uh, to put into to the show notes is a book that I've recommended here on this show forever, and uh, and they have an audio book of it, which I just love, which is a book called Mindfulness in Plain English, and it is a wonderful book. You, they have the unabridged version. It's by a a, a Buddhist monk named Bonti G, and I think the I'm not good at pronouncing his last name. It's Gunarantana. But everyone calls him Bonti G. And it's uh, narrated by uh, Eduardo uh, Balerni, I think his name is. Uh, it's great. And it's got the whisper sync uh, built in. The whisper sync is a thing that let, uh, lets it sync up between your different devices. So, like, if you're reading the book uh, and you're, you're use, reading your book on the Kindle, it'll, like, move you forward in the audiobook version of it. So you can like be listening and reading if you want to go back. Anyway, super cool. That's my pick. Uh, if and you get you get a book when you sign up. Merlin, do you have any book that you would like to recommend? I kind of have three. Nice. Um, let's see. I've been reading the the eyeballs version of these. Um, but uh, Beatles sixty six. Um, Beatles 66 colon the revolutionary year is a really good book uh, I've been reading by Steve Turner about the pivotal year actually my favorite year for the Beatles it happens to be the year I was born <clears throat> but there were 11 months of that before I arrived and uh, Beatles 66 is just really good if you're into the Beatles and you're into that middle period the, that I enjoy you realize what a pivotal year so much happened in 1966 um, That's it's a really good book very well written I enjoyed that a lot um, also just started barely just started on um on a book called All the Pieces Matter, The Inside Story of the Wire 
by Jonathan Abrams. And it's, if you like those kinds of like oral histories, uh, it's a, it's a very long one, but it's basically just the history of the wire talking to t- almost everybody involved in the show. Cool. They couldn't get everybody for it, but if you enjoy the wire and are interested in like how it got made, uh, even just going through the beginning and getting to hear how, uh, what's his head, um, uh, the two dudes met, uh, it's very interesting. Was it Ed Burns and no, David Simon? No. What's his name? Who's the wire guy? I don't know. David Simon. I know the show's good. I haven't seen it. Oh, come on. Now I feel embarrassed. I remember I burned, but I don't remember David Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was a newspaper guy and one was a cop and how they met. Um, so that's uh, that's fun. And boy, does that ever make you want to go back and watch The Wire again. It's awfully good. Third one is something my daughter is demanding that I read. She's four or five books into this series, uh, The Dragonette Prophecy. Um, the series is known as Wings of Fire. Um, it's really good. What I've read, I've really enjoyed. Uh, and it's written by Tui T. Uh, Sutherland. People just call him 2ES. Um, the Dragonette Prophecy, Wings of Fire, book one. And what's the other one that she really likes? She likes them all. She's reading this one now called The School of Good and Evil. Have your kids gotten into that? Oh, no. What is that one? Uh, it's about these kids. It's, it's sort of Harry Pottery. It's these kids who live oh, in this cool. forest that's inescapable. And some of the kids go to the school. It's sort of like a little bit of a Gryffindor versus Slytherin thing. Oh, cool. There's a twist. And once a year, a kid from each of the good school and the bad, evil school get to go somewhere else. And she's tearing through that at 100 pages a day. She just started book three. Wow. She started the series this week. Put that in the notes. Oh, sure. I will. I put put the Rick Riordan, uh, Percy Jackson books in there. We were my son and I read those, and and uh, he reads them on his own as well. And those are just still still really enjoying those. There's so many of them, um, but you don't get yeah, bored of the characters. He 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 mixes it up. He keeps them interesting. He introduces new characters, and there's there's a lot of fun. So that's uh, another really good. Well, and series. to to the point of what makes this sponsor uh, good and interesting. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of of the Kindle. And one thing that's kind of cool, the vertical integration that you can achieve with this is that you can buy that book and be reading it on your Kindle. And sometimes you can just pay a little bit extra and get the Audible version on there as well. And like you say, it can be all synced up. Um, And it's really – there are some kinds of books that I really do want to read with my eyeballs and other ones that I really enjoy having read to me. So it's it's really nice to have that option there. You guys should check out Audible. It's a cool service. So they – Maybe you've heard of them. Yeah, they're giving uh, our listeners a free audiobook. If you sign up and uh, you get a 30-day trial membership and you get a free book as part of that, it's at audible.com slash B2W, audible.com slash B2W. But they have this thing where I don't know why, why this is popular, I don't, but people like doing this, so I'll, I'll talk about it. You can text B2W, well, W, to 500-500. Hmm. So this is a thing people do. This sounds do. like a jam up. I don't know if I would do they this. They text B2W mm-hmm. to 500500. 500. It's the same as going audible.com slash B2W. Maybe they have it that way. So like if you Is that a QR code, Dan? I don't I don't think it's a QR code, but I don't have hmm. my uh my little mouth. Ma- what is that thing called? The quick QCAT? Yeah, the monocle. The monocle. Anyway, okay. uh audible.com slash B2W. Hmm. And get a 30-day trial Go membership. Dingus, and a free get, get, book. get some books in your ears. You All dingus? That. Thanks very much to Audible for making this show possible. The Lightning Thief. I was the dandy of Gamakai. I made my uh, family watch drum videos last night. They were not into it. No? Drum videos? Yes. I like watching videos about drumming on uh, YouTube. One video about uh, Bernard Pretty Purdy? Sure. Maybe one. A second video about Bernard Pretty Purdy? Mm, not really feeling it. When I get finally into the like the making of Steely Dan 
uh, album videos. No, there is dissent from the audience. Mm. Another video, please. The world's most recorded drummer. Oh, you done did it. You brought in the hit maker. Let me find you Purdy Shuffle. It's so hypnotic. You know, so uh, do you know the song um, Babylon Sisters? Mm. Steely Dan? Babylon Sisters. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. That drum beat, that unmistakable drum beat, that's the Purdy Shuffle. It's this incredible, like, it's kind of halftime. It's kind of, you know what? Do me a favor. Are Mm. you able to play audio on what you're on? Uh, Yeah, I can. I mean, I can put the mic by it, sure. I don't feel like doing too much longer of a show because I'm tired. Go to the, uh, this video that I'm about to send you, please. All right. Is Skype okay for that? Yeah, but Steely Dan, Babylon Sisters, HQ Audio? Nope. Bernard, Pretty Purdy, the legendary Purdy Shuffle. All right. Make sure you get the volume up when it starts. All right, hold on, because I've got to, there's some clicking that has to happen. That's fine. You can cut that out. I'll edit all this out, and then mm-hmm. the show will never... Never air. Babylon Sisters. All right. Okay. Let's hear it. Here, hold on. God. Let's hear it. Play it. The big, 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 big question. The triplet. We all know about the triplet. <laughs> this is the whole video. So he, and the then, but then he slowly ad- adapts it until he gets well, into the actual purdy shuffle. So click to something like... also know... Click to your, until you're at like 430. 12, They all work together when you put them together. And as long as you groove. Oh, yes. How about that? That's awesome. He's oh so my god, it's crazy! I, I, I watch this eh, once a month, but I'll, he just does this for like six minutes. He plays this same beat, and you're like, "Man, what is going to happen with this?" And then he just keeps adding little bits to it. <sighs> I don't even understand twelve eight time. He does the shuffles. It's halftime. It's double time. Like it's it's there's like worlds that live inside of that drum beat. It's completely crazy. So now you know about drums. Drum video is very good. Bass video is very good. Drum and bass. I watch a lot of music videos, Dan. Yeah, I see. And you usually, it seems like you're watching them at about eleven thirty my time. Uh huh. And you'll tweet about them, and I don't always see them that night. I'll see them the next day huh. in the morning. Well, you'll see them though, huh? Yeah, I see them all. I see everything. I get to where, let's say, I, my I'll watch them some MSNBC or something, and I'll, I'll be like, oh, do I really want to get into a TV show? It's like it's there's so much great stuff on YouTube. That's like straight up my alley, and that will that I'll go down a YouTube hole sometimes. Probably Do you watch YouTube on the on the TV, or are you on your computer, or what? I watch it. We've got it on Apple TV, and but I tend to watch it on the LG TV because we get the 4K with that. Mm-hmm. You don't get that on Apple TV, but yeah, I, I watch it on Apple TV. Could you put the TV that you got into the show notes? Because I have a friend who's buying a new house and they're looking no, for it. No, just go search for an LG OLED TV. You won't share the one that. Nope, nope. Um, but it's a really good TV. Will you share There's with me of- privately? Yeah, I just okay. don't like talking about like lots of money. It's weird and gross. It's a nice TV. Well, it's not um, for me. It's for okay. So what's nice is that its built-in apps are really good. And the most perplexing thing is happening, which is I've got the 4K Apple TV, which is generally you know fine. But what's weird? Maybe it's because I'm on the beta channel. I've got a lot of beta weirdness right now. Like sometimes the iTunes TV app won't open. 
like it's very odd. But like what's crazy is streaming from Plex is so much more efficient and reliable on the LG built-in apps than on Apple TV. Doesn't that seem odd? It it seems like it should be better on the Apple TV. I have, Doesn't it seem like the Apple TV would be more powered, like processor-wise? You would think because it's like a tiny yeah. little computer. I wonder if it's because I'm on a beta channel. It's the strangest thing, though. We get this crazy thing that happens where we've bought, let's say we, we bought like, <laughs> our taste is terrible, but we've bought um, Top Chef, you know, we're getting ready to watch Top Chef finale last week or Project Runway All-Stars. You click on it and you get the bloop and it comes up and you get the fuzzy screen and you get the spinny guy. And then that'll just go. And sometimes we have to quit the app. We bring mm. it back up. We'll see only a few of the purchase shows will show up sometimes until we restart the Apple TV and then they show up. And, but, and, it's, and it happens over and over where my daughter yells from the other room, it's happening again. <laughs> so Isn't that odd? Yes. It's so stupid. Um, do we want – oh, it's so late in the game. No, we can't do it. I don't want to do, do it. We can't, I feel bad, Dan. Can't we haven't it. answered this lady. Maybe we, should, maybe we should put it out there for our listeners to answer. Can't do mm. it. Can't do it. Employees and social media. You, do you think she's waiting for an answer from yes. us? I'm worried. Yes. So we've let her down is what's happened. No, she's still hopeful. Ah, oh, jeez, I feel bad. Never give up. Never give up, never give in. Never, never no retreat, or no surrender. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What are you doing? What song are you doing? I'm doing a Doctor Who quote. What are you doing? Uh, no Retreat, No Surrender is a 1986 uh, film hmm. uh, that, uh, that has... Um, is that a Bruce Springsteen song? No, who is that? No, no, it has uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in it, and he Mm. plays a Soviet uh, karate guy who's the bad guy. I'm thinking of a Bruce Springsteen song called No Surrender. No Retreat, Baby, No Surrender. Different song. Uh, Different thing, yeah. Mm, No Retreat. Growing up Badlands. No Surrender. Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah. Is he the treat from Belgium? What's his name? What's his what's his cute name? <laughs> yeah, that's him. What is he? He's like the Welsh Terror. No, what's his name? I've, the Cardiff Giant. What do they call him? JCVD. He's Belgian. JCVD. You think I cream for that now? Hmm. Mm. I don't do. Oh, the muscles from Brussels. Muscles from Brussels. <laughs> that's the him. sprout with gout. <laughs> the European that's always peeing. Uh, His real the, name, he was born Jean-Claude Camille Francois Van Varenberg. Oh, see, No that wonder he shortened Dutch. it to Jean-Claude Van Damme. I mean... Oh, maybe in sewer. Woof. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.